Today we are going guns blazing. Yes, we are going guns blazing with none other than Captain America and Batman. We are looking at their earliest incarnations when both incredible figures featured firearms going all the way back to their earliest publications and depictions for Captain America. That meant in movies as well. Janie, grab your gun because you need to carry it alongside Batman and Captain America as, as we examine all of the moments that were meant to shock and awe with our two Pistol Pete's on an all-new episode of Observations. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to another edition of Observations. I am your host, Rob Liefeld. We here at Observations love comic books. We love superheroes in all shapes, sizes, forms, formats, streaming, movies, video games, action figures, and pretty much that's what we discuss here and have been discussing here. And I invite you to join with us today as we're going to get down to the nitty gritty origins of two of the most popular comic book superhero characters who have also had tremendous success on the big screen. And, and we are going to discuss their very earliest incarnations uh, that, that, that found them much different than they were today. There, there's a specific element that we're going to discuss that, that both of them have revisited maybe once after having that in their earliest incarnation. And I'm just, I'm just fascinated by it because I think when you go back and you look at these characters and, and you look at them sometimes in the, in the earliest version, for instance, Wolverine's appearance changed. The character of Wolverine as he first appeared in the Hulk looked different upon subsequent appearances until he was refined, I think, under the 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 pencil of, of John Byrne as he took the X-Men on its most kind of successful historic classic run and really defined the character and 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 then later even gave him a different version of his costume. And now, you know, there's several of them, but that face mask really was solidified towards the end of the Cockrum era and then into the John Byrne era. I mean, there was flares on the mask that, that weren't necessarily there before. Characters uh, like Spider-Man, like Deadpool, look remarkably as they did when they appeared. For, for Deadpool, that would be 33 years. For Spider-Man, good God, what is it, 60, 70? I didn't count. You guys know he's been around. Uh, a long time now. Obviously, different iterations of Spider-Man. You 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 saw so many of them in the in the Spider-Verse films, both of them, and 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 so so there are the spinoffs. The core remains the same, but two of the characters that we're going to discuss today, one looks quite different in in uh, in his earliest movies, and that would be Captain America. And I'm not talking First Avenger. I'm talking the Republic serials. The black and white serials that we're going to discuss here today. And Batman slightly changed over the course of time. But the one thing they both started out with was they had guns, pistols. And we're going to kind of go through the history, the myths behind those and, 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 and discuss just because I, I, I love this stuff. I love looking back at the earliest incarnations uh, of these characters and, uh, and, 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 and in some ways kind of. I feel like both characters, the 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 gun looks good on him. Now, don't don't 
don't throw tomatoes at me. Uh, th- this is my opinion. I-, I think I think it fits. But but we're going to get deeper into that as we- as we go today, as we- as we discuss these very early versions, the original, uh, the the launch versions of both Captain America and and, and Batman. A- a- as far as heroes looking like their original incarnations, remember also, uh, and we've done a podcast on this when in in the in the mid eighties. I guess skewing late 80s when Jim Shooter, when the Marvel brass decided to alter uh, Spider-Man got the black costume. They, they altered so many of the different characters. Uh, this is where you met Captain America as U.S. agent, as U.S. agent. Uh, Hulk became gray back in his earliest incarnation, no longer green, which was the familiar, most famous version of him. Thor got a new heavily armored look with a beard. And Iron Man's armor also got changed, and the color went from white and red instead of uh, yellow and red. And there is an entire uh, uh, podcast that I did probably somewhere in year one detailing the decision-making and, and, the, and the specifics. And they, they took out a full ad to show you that each of these major characters now looked different. So it was part of the, you know, the lure, like check out what's caused your favorite heroes to change. They're all, they've all basically given an, an alteration or an upgrade. And over the years, still Thor has had so many different looks way more than, than say, uh, let, let, let's go with this, the basic of, of either a Captain America or a Deadpool who basically have the exact same look cap when he's in his us agent. I get it, uh, has some different looks and I'm certainly not talking about like the Bucky cap uh, or, or the Falcon cap, but the the the, the basic, you know, time tested, fan approved Steve Rogers classic Captain America look. You can still get, you know, most licensing and and action figures and and uh, merchandise reflect that classic Captain America Jack Kirby Joe Simon design. So so again, th- there was a period where so many of these characters changed. I mean, Superman for a year became an electric being. And and if you don't, <laughs> if you don't remember that, then we, then I then I need to do something about that. I need to dedicate it, just like I am today. Because let me let me tell you, with the with the guns, the holsters, the pistols that Cap and Batman wielded, they just looked natural. They they worked. And also, given the time that the that that they that they were uh, produced in, in introduced, you, you had the Shadow and Phantom, two pulp serial characters that were getting their run uh in, in in cartoons in cartoon strips comic books and shadow dealt with he he wielded two pistols and the phantom also always had his sidearm it was it was it was part of pretty much every depiction of him that he had a gun so guns were commonplace and they informed like that it was not an offensive thing or a sinister thing for the hero to wield a gun, we most associate the gun with the anti-hero because of what occurred with the Punisher when the Punisher was first introduced in the '70s and was an anti-hero slash villain nemesis of Spider-Man, and of course then grew in popularity, got his own showcase, and used all manner of of, of guns and rifles and uh, and weaponry, and and of course got a second book. I mean, he he was so popular dur- during this late eighties period Punisher, Punisher war journal, uh, huge successes. But right around that time, DC comics would revisit, uh, Batman with a gun, but I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to do cap first. 
Captain America, the Republic uh, film company, they did, they did serial motion pictures. And, you know, back in the 1970s, when I was a kid, my dad would tell me about all the serials that he went and, uh, and saw. And, and it's serial, S-E-R-I-A-L, not serial, what you eat uh, with a C. Uh, my generation's dads went and saw, you know, for a dime, three serials, uh, you know, every weekend, Tarzan, Buck Rogers, Flash Gordon, Captain America. This, this was the way the film business, uh, really, you know, made, made, made a bunch of money is, is on serials. And my dad said that, you know, he loved Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers. And I, I remember wishing that I could see those. And we were not in the age that we are today where those were even available maybe once a year or once every four years, one of the local uh, kind of independent television stations out here in Southern California, which obviously is a huge market. Uh, and, and, and we're getting, and if I'm telling you we're getting it once a year or less, I mean, think of it given the size of the market that LA is and was and has been the, uh, maybe you'd get the Flash Gordon serial serials all uh, stitched together for a two hour afternoon feature because there were Saturday and Sunday afternoon movies on like channel five, channel nine out here in Southern California. And that's, and, and that's how I knew of them, but, but nowhere near the breadth of the serials that, that my dad was going to as a kid. Now, of course he's growing up in the forties. And, and, and so this, this Captain America serial is, uh, is, is made in 1944. And it was the last time the Republic pictures did a serialized superhero strip and if you go you can go online and 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 google captain america serial s-e-r-i-l again not the not lucky charms not you know not captain crunch uh s-e-r-i-a-l because i realized to some of you i I, you're like what is he talking about captain america serial i've never seen that at at, at the grocery store captain america serial the, the black and white serialized films you can go and watch the trailer just like i did before i came on today and you're gonna you're gonna laugh because captain america is 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 shooting guys he's just like you know firing at them from a doorway the way that you see classic mobsters gun each other down like like 30 seconds into the serial uh the the, the black and white film cap is is standing at a door and a guy from across the room uh pulls the gun on him and he's right there and, and cap is is you know faster on the trigger and just shoots him right in the gut drops him there's a couple other times he uses a gun in the trailer so you can see and and he has uh doesn't have any shield in the stuff that I saw and he's uh got kind of a streamlined one one uh one man kind of a, a onesie it's almost like a an a, 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 an underoo that he's wearing, but it, I got to tell you, I think it looks cool. It, 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 it like it, because it's so, uh, old timey, uh, it, it, it registered with me. I, I think it's cool. But again, he's just gatting people down, just shooting them with the, that pistol. Like, and he's holding it low. He's not even outstretched with his gun. Like, like we'll become used to seeing dirty Harry and, and, and Rambo. And he, he's just holding it down like a, like a gunslinger down by his side and just popping off, just shooting the bad guys right and left. And, uh, it, 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 it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very enjoyable. I would, I would again, encourage that you look those up and enjoy those the same way I did, uh, just familiarizing myself with it again before I came on today. Flip, flipping through the, uh, classic Captain America comics from 1940, 
44, 45, 46. Uh, checking these out in, uh, there's this great collection that Marvel released in the late 80s, a hardcover slipcase edition. And this is going to go off the rails here in, in a minute. Uh, and you'll see why. But they, they, uh, they did a two-volume Captain America, the classic years. Really beautifully uh, produced books. Really nice hardcovers. Really nice paper. And, I mean, it's got uh, just upon, let's see, how many issues does it have here? Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the end of volume two. And let's see, this is, boy, are these, these are some long issues. Yeah, man, these are some long issues between two volumes. This goes through Captain America 10 and... Most of the imagery is him with his shield. Originally, the the more triangle shield that they had to change because the actual character, the shield, was the top selling patriotic character during that time. Of I think I've covered this uh, at length in another podcast as well. Archie had a patriotic superhero that predates Captain America by by a good long while. Cap then because they saw the success of the shield, Simon and Kirby stepped up with Captain America. Their shield. Uh, the original shield modified what was was uh, resembled the emblem that the shield wore on his chest. So Archie threatened to sue. They changed it to the circular shield, and I think the rest is history. Cap went on to overtake the shield, become the most best-known patriotic character. Of course, not a lot of imagery of him with the gun. Most of the imagery of him with the gun was fostered by the movies, the Saturday morning serial that that there was like a fifteen chapter. Return of Captain America, the last one the Republic made. And just like today, think about it. More people know about the comic book characters from the movies than they do the comic books. That's just a fact. It's a reality of our life. Those of us who love the the source material, we are, you know, the 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 we are in the minority when it comes to the recognition of these characters, which happens, you know, uh, in a much wider across a wider spectrum because of moving pictures, because of movies, because of television. So it's no no different than back then. So that Captain America, I mean, the movie poster for the Captain America Republic serials uh, has him wielding a gun. He's holding the gun. The imagery of him, the actor uh, with his gun held down low by his side, all of that was more prominent in the public consciousness than the comic books at the time. So that is where Cap being associated with a pistol came for came from. The reason that I'm laughing about these Captain America classic editions because i grabbed them to to use them as reference today and let me tell you not only are they spectacularly drawn i mean this is kirby before he becomes the style the most stylized version of himself that we all recognize from the late 60s through through the entirety of the 70s um he's more refined uh than he is here when he starts the fantastic four but the drawing in these books is spectacular. Jack, man, and the energy, it's just killer. I highly recommend that if you can check these out, you do. But I would be remiss if I did not mention the, the infamy behind this collection that eventually got recalled. Like, why, why would a Captain America collection be recalled? I'm going to tell you right now, you are not going to believe this. I will attach a picture of this to my socials so that you can see it. Um, I couldn't believe, so when I got it, no one knew. And remember in the eighties, there is no social media. There's no computers. No one is, no one's has a, no one has a laptop, a personal computer in their home. No one. We are, we think that v, VHS is, 
and VCRs are like state of the art. That's like our high tech, man. Th- those are our spaceships. That's like, whoa, I can't believe I can record a show. Because like I told you, man, prior to that, if you didn't see it live, it didn't happen. It's something that, that they uh, talk about in the, uh, the recent documentary on the Star Wars holiday special. Uh, like y- if you didn't see it live, that there was no VCRs in 1977, 1978, none that anyone knew. I didn't know a single person with them. If, if somebody had them, they had the earliest, earliest, earliest models, which were probably ridiculously expensive. So they were the dominion of the very wealthy of which nobody I knew was very wealthy. But like when you've got Kevin Smith and Seth Green and all these guys saying the same thing, like, like nobody taped this stuff. There wasn't, it wasn't available to tape. So by the time we got VCRs, wow party awesome technology we are still using rotary phones maybe maybe uh button phones uh at this time but it has a long the long winding cord so we can walk around the house or walk from room to room uh the one i had in my apartment was mounted in the kitchen and i could watch walk into the living room comfortably and talk on it or sit in the dining room uh the reason I, i bring that up is is i made a call after i got this i got this book it's in the first volume. I'm, I'm pouring over it because I had never seen all of these books collected before these early Captain Americas. And so I wanted, you know, to, to learn like the greatness of these collections and, and, and this classic work by Simon and Kirby. And lo and behold, you get to a chapter and there is a character named Dr. Grimm. He's a bald guy with his lab coat on and, uh, you know, kind of a stereotypical evil scientist. And he has kidnapped Bucky and Captain America's like, don't, I'm not going to let you go through with this grim. And he burst through the lab and Bucky is on a, you know, operating table and he's got a sheet completely over him up to his shoulders. But on this edition, it's actually page 184, page 184. <laughs> that, uh, there is a penis bursting out of the sheet. It's, it's, uh, we're just going to call it Bucky's pecker. Okay. Bucky's pecker is is popping out and it was done in an overlay so it's in yellow ink on the white sheet so whoever did it did it real sly wanted to send a message and uh and they did that they they absolutely did that once this was reported by people like myself I didn't report it but it was being talked about cuz I'd be calling up the pe- other people in comics like did did you see Bucky has a penis coming out panel 1 page 184 and it says <laughs> Cap says Bucky, and Bucky says Cap. He's 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 got leather straps. Uh, Bucky does pinning him to 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 the operating table. But there, as plain as day, in gold ink and very sharp yellow ink, is a uh, is a curved it's it's a it's a curved penis um, that that is coming out from the sheet and it has a burst. You know the you know a comic book burst mark. Like if somebody punches somebody, I use them all the time. You punch. And there's like a burst mark, like there's a burst mark around the penis, like it's bursting through uh, the sheets. And, 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 and so it makes it look like Cap is looking at Bucky's pecker and, and, Cap, and, and Bucky's eyes are kind of asleep. He's like, Cap. So I told you this was going to go off the rails, but you know, you love it because uh, you didn't, you didn't know about this, but I am holding this in my hands. These were handsome additions and somebody got got away with a big prank okay and i've talked to people at marvel and everyone has a suspect they never nabbed the person who actually did but it was an overlay that they put on the it was very carefully done because whatever this file that was sent to the printer to print this somebody put an overlay on 
the film to to have whatever whatever scan or back then like literally you know cut and paste and 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 on its own separate sheet for the camera to to take a photo of again i worked at a print shop this is how stuff was done then you then you then you, you know you you burned the plate and 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 the plates were you know used to make the book uh there was clearly a second overlay with the penis because it's not drawn in black ink and and and, and the uh and the yellow burst pecker coming out from bucky uh was clearly clearly somebody put that on as it went out to press and, the, and what are the printers gonna do they, they're they're like they're just clueless they're they're just printing this thing doing their job getting this collected it's a hard cover i'm sure there was a tight deadline <laughs> but uh yeah Buc- bucky's uh pecker coming off of the operating table is is quite something to experience and again back in the day you didn't take to twitter or you didn't go to your social media and go i can't believe i'm looking at bucky's pecker um you called your friend and i would call valentino or, you got to believe this no bring it in i, I want to see it tomorrow i did and it's like check this out and so it's become a fun uh gag i i don't know how valuable this is mine is in like mint my 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 slipcase uh hardcover slipcase and the books are like in brand new these are like brand new editions i have kept them uh, on the shelf nearby in pristine condition for years. I, I know they got recalled and, and, uh, they, they, they obviously, you know, I wasn't sending my, mine in. I paid good money. I'm keeping this thing. But, uh, in all of these cap is brandishing his shield and is not, uh, really utilizing a pistol at any time. It really was the domain of, of the film version, which was being seen by more people than were reading cap, which is impressive because these cap books back in the day were selling close to a million copies this this was a big circulation comic books had a wide audience so when marvel circled back and gave captain america a gun and you're gonna go i've seen captain america with a gun a lot you have he even i think had a rifle in the ultimates they gave him you know uh vests and and more tactical gear but it was i believe in 2008 when marvel uh after they killed steve rogers on the steps of the building uh, it was when they, when they brought back, uh, when, when, when Bucky took the mantle officially became Captain America, there was a brand new designed costume and the big, like, uh, you know, meant to grab your attention, shock and awe you was that Cap was now brandishing a pistol alongside his, his shield. And I gotta tell you, I thought it looked cool. It was absolutely, uh, 2008 that Marvel announced that, uh, Captain America would be carrying a gun. And I'm going to read to you from this ABC News report. ABC News picked up on it. It was, it was a big deal. Uh, they did a great job making a huge splash about it. But uh, one of the things that, that I need to wrap up on that 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 Captain America black and white uh, serials from Republic Pictures was the, the complete like head-spinning craziness about it is that uh, Captain America was not named Steve Rogers. He was Grant Gardner. Grant Gardner, who I believe is a journalist in 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 the uh in the movies almost uh kind of biting uh a little of what what was going on with with clark kent but he he, grant gardner is your movie version of of captain america played by actor dick purcell i thought i'd i thought i'd throw that in there because that's pretty interesting again but i like i like the going with the uh clark kent peter parker you know uh wade wilson line of, of uh of of naming uh you know, Grant Gardner, just, just 
fits 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 up. Got got that 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 you know whether it's a PP or a C and a K and a GG or a W and a W. It's it, it's so comic book you, you got to love it. So it was in fact ABC News. They they uh, they did a report February second two thousand eight exclusive Captain America carries a gun and Disney hadn't even bought Marvel yet. So ABC is on the job here, breaking this news. ABC obviously owned by Disney, uh, a revamped Captain America from Marvel comics now carries a gun. It's three reporters that wrote this article by John Berman, Michael Milberger and Olivia Stearns, February 2nd, 2008 beloved comic book hero. Captain America is back in action, armed and ready to fight for freedom in the 21st century. The uniform is the same stars and stripes in tights. The shield is the same too, but the man is different. Bucky Barnes caps longtime sidekick has taken his mentor's mantle. What's more Bucky is packing heat. Yes. Bucky is absolutely packing heat in the Captain America classic years, hardcover edition on page 184. I can assure you Bucky is <laughs> Bucky is packing heat. Come on. I have to have fun while I do this. Uh, Cap carried a gun when he was a world war II soldier fighting Nazis, but for decades he has appeared only using his shield. It's rattling the world of comics with disgruntled fans arguing that superheroes shouldn't need guns in the first place. Uh, Deadpool on line one Punisher on Line two, ABC News correspondent John Berman decided to get to the bottom of the issue, and with the help of artists at Marvel Comics, he asked the new Captain America a few questions. Why? Uh, why do you need to carry a gun now, and does it taint the Captain America legacy? And then Captain America answers in this interview. It says, actually, Steve Rogers carried plenty of guns in the war. He never enjoyed using a gun, a flamethrower, or a grenade, but he had no real av- aversion to them either. As for why I carry a gun, it's because I'm not Steve, and I never will be. I don't think he would feel that this was tainting his legacy. The reporter Berman says, does carrying a gun make you any less super of a superhero? The weapons don't make or unmake the man, Captain America says, or the hero. They're simply tools. I don't have the enhanced strength and speed that Steve did, so using other weapons will give me an edge against multiple attackers. Berman, what can a gun do against a supervillain? Cap says, well, who says my gun is only loaded with bullets? For many, the switch from defense to offense is a metaphor of something much bigger, America's foreign policy after 9-11, because we got to get politics in here somehow, right, media? The new character coming, carrying a gun, uh, reflects the changes and issues we are facing as a society. Newsarama.com senior editor Michael Duran says, Marvel Comics editor-in-chief Joe Casada says, Captain America is a patriotic symbol. He means different things to different people. The difficulty of working with a character like Cap is the fact that he wears the American flag. And so when you ask people about the Captain America, about Captain America, just like when you ask people about the flag, everyone looks at the flag and has a different interpretation. This is classically, this is my uh, commentary here. That is a non-answer answer. A little bit of a deflection there. Just because Cap has a gun, don't expect him to turn into Rambo. Captain America would, like any soldier or police officer, only use a fire arm in uh in case of extreme need and that is the abc uh report on this so yeah bucky debuted i thought it was cool they used a lot of alex ross imagery and it was i mean it worked it got people buzzing i picked up captain america again for for the first time in a long time but cap would come and go eventually uh obviously bucky eventually puts the gun down it ran its course and of course there was the whole bucky puts a gun down and doesn't use it anymore um, the imagery was great. Alex had all these great shots of the new um, fortified, and they, and they didn't really get into it in the article, but he did have a different uh, costume. They modified his costume. It was more silver uh, and shiny than the Steve Rogers version, but a lot of imagery with him running right at you with the firearm, the shield at his side, the firearm, 
the 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 arm outstretched. Cool imagery, great great shots. Uh, got got the hype going. Like I said, worked on me. I was I was there. I was sitting in a Starbucks uh, here in my in my hometown, and uh, with Marat Michaels, we would bring our laptops because by then, of course, we have our sweet sweet Mac books, and we would go draw at the at the Starbucks for a while. And when that news story came up, it was exciting and it was cool, and 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 they, and they had great art. It was one of the better Marvel impactful releases of the time. It really did grab everyone's attention and again, played to some of the political upheaval of the time. Later on in later versions, I think whether it's Jason Aaron or others, their depictions, Carlo, I, I know there's a Carlos Pacheco cover uh, with cap and a rifle in his hands. Uh, here, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. There it is. It's uh, Captain America by Jason Aaron, Ron Garney, uh, issue one, you know, let's call this 2012. 2011 uh again cap with a giant you know rifle the shield behind him rifle in one hand shield in the other on the other arm so it's not like cap hasn't used a gun routinely and and again the the ultimates definitely had him i think even he, he i think he was either carrying a rifle at, at the time but it was fun stuff i think i think cap actually it fits. It looks good. I don't understand the, I understand now more than ever uh, our society and, and the way that the gun issue splits the country right down the middle. Uh, look, I'm a gun owner. I, I, I wasn't until a few years ago. I had guns in the nineties. I, I got rid of all of them when my kids were young, but uh, just a few years ago, bought a new sidearm. Uh, I, I believe in being responsible and, uh, you know, I, I just, I believe in, in guns for self-defense and that is why I own one. I am not a hunter, but, uh, it, it's, it's, it's again, something really just in case, uh, things go crazy bonkers and in the line of home defense, I, I have owned this pistol. So many Americans do, as I stood in line, uh, I was, I, I had to go pick mine up at the first week of the pandemic. I had waited my, my, you know, whatever a uh, couple weeks to to get the clearance and 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 to get it and boy I'll tell you during the pandemic to pick the gun that I had already ordered up had been in in person uh I waited in a basically a 2 hour line and I think that really did uh I think probably the pandemic triggered more people than ever uh in in case of some unsettling times or you know the 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 upswing in crime people just wanted to have something uh <clears throat> The, the 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 day that I purchased my pistol was the last one that they had in the store, and I had a guy, a customer next to me, as I was considering it, uh, said, "Hey, I'll take it if he doesn't. I'll take that one." And they're like, "Sir, uh, this man is is before you. I'll take it if he doesn't." And I'm like, I, "I'm going to take it." I mean, the guy was practically breathing on my neck, uh, looking over at the glass case. So I mean, and, and then this set off, uh, you know, obviously there's, and I live in California, not not i'm not a we're not what you would call gun country in in quotes you know by any means deadpool has guns cable has sci-fi guns uh my characters have long long used weaponry and then let's go up and down uh pretty much each and every member of the fantasy uh concept of gi joe they all utilize guns so i don't get the onus i i i don't get the uh I don't get the, uh, you know, the, 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 the stink around characters using pistols. Again, the best thing, like the best quote 
that Joe Quesada gave in that was that like a cop, Cap is utilizing a gun. When I'm not watching Westerns, uh, I'm watching TJ Hooker as I draw. I'm watching Starsky and Hutch as I draw. I'm watching the original 1975-1976 SWAT while I draw. I watch The Mod Squad. I watch The Streets of San Francisco. Yes, I am living out my childhood, but there are now channels that will be like, they should just call this Rob's Childhood. There's all my favorite stuff. And I watch it, and everybody is utilizing it's It's all cops and robbers, and it's all um, guys with guns and uh, shootouts. And oh my gosh, some of these 70s shows are way more like violent than you remember. I mean, they're just dropping people in the, <laughs> there's, there's shootouts in the hospital hallways. The mob infiltrated the, 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 the hospital to kill the informant in an episode of SWAT. And I tell you, I was jumping up and down like, wow, I can't believe how they're just taking out each other, they're dropping people left and right. Again, it's fantasy. I recognize it's fantasy. Those are actors. Those are prop guns. Uh, I have prop pistols from the Deadpool uh, film. And when I showed them on screen on my Instagram a couple of years ago, I, I, I wanted to just, because look, I'm, I'm trying to be sensitive. Hey, I don't want this to trigger anybody. I'm about to show you... Uh, pistols on camera but i want you to know their props because look it is a triggering uh it's a trigger triggering sub subject so when they start that abc news report by saying that, that 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 fans are you know up in arms to me it looks cool i can make that work in terms of concept and why cap would would carry a gun there's a couple times that cap has lost his powers in the comics it would only make you know make sense that he like a policeman would arm himself so that entire section, I'm discussing the upheaval around pistols. And so Cap has had one and has, has not had one. But in his most popular original incarnation in 1944, uh, he was dropping people right and left. Please look up that serial and, and check it out. It's so entertaining. And, and, and again, when you go to the past, it, it absolutely 100% informs the future. And yes, of course, I love that shot when Chris Evans breaks through the door with S.H.I.E.L.D., with Nick Fury, with Dum Dum Dugan. Uh, and he has got a pistol in his hand firing away too. So yes, Chris Evans did absolutely brandish the gun in First Avenger uh, in, 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 in the uh, World War II flashback sequences. And he looked cool. Again, comic books aren't real. It's cartooning. So when I sit and I talk about comic books, our escapism, our collective escapism, uh, the wielding of the pistols is not something that, that matters as much to me. Now, could I see Wonder Woman strapping on a sidearm as well? Why not? It does not make any sense for her, really, uh, be, because of the, the strength and the and the uh, you know just power levels that she has. Uh, so 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 that's a little different. Batman and Captain America. It makes it makes sense. It certainly does not make sense for Superman. Although when he lost his powers, he entered the Supermobile, which is a subject for another time. One of my all-time favorite stories from 1978, the three-part Superman in the Supermobile. See, I'm, 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 getting, I'm giving you previews of upcoming subjects as, as we go through this very episode. So, so that covers Cap's uh, past history, most recent history. Who knows? Maybe they'll, they'll, they'll give him two guns next time. Maybe he'll, he'll, he'll be like one of Marvel's favorite uh, cowboy characters, the two-gun kid or Kid Colt. Uh, man, again, Marvel has, has great cowboy characters in in their library so that covers cap cap got a gun and now batman batman has a gun and we're going to talk about it batman's history with guns is even more i think mysterious and and uh complicated and and more a part of myth in act in 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 
the knowledge of how and when he did use his his pistols and they 100% have revisited it several times and we're going to we're going to cover that that history right now. I'm going to start with a comment from a uh, celebrated comic book scribe writer author Brian Azzarello who uh when 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 talking about the subject of Batman with with guns going all the way back to an that this article from 2022, so not not that far uh, back, uh, Brian Azzarello is quoted as saying, uh, "What people forget is that this is Brian speaking. What a lot of people forget is that Batman originally had guns. Batman was pulp born and bred. Other than wearing a cowl, the character was a pulp character. The the full quote: Other than wearing a cowl, that character was a pulp character." There are certainly far more uh, early depictions of Batman with a gun than there are of Captain America, which again was more of a domain of the the the, the serialized images from the movie and the movie poster. But Captain America, uh, I'm sorry, Batman had several images, prominent images, splash pages of him with with a pistol, and it it I mean he he wields a gun several times. Sometimes it's just to hold people at, at bay. But he did have in his first several appearances, he is shown wielding a gun. And, he, and, and as, as Arello said, as I've said earlier, uh, the, the, the pulp characters that were so prominent at the time, the Shadow, the Phantom, others, all you know, featured, featured guns, holstered sidearms. Batman first makes his appearance you know, in uh, Detective Comics 27. And he doesn't so much... Uh, pick up a gun but he uh <laughs> he's punching guys into vats of acid uh in his next few appearances batman does not use a firearm he doesn't use a gun of any kind he's still using gadgets like ropes and and gas you know gas pellets to disrupt you know a room that he breaks into to battle the bad guys but it's in Detective Comics number 31, it, it, there's a two-part story, and it features him battling Mad Monk, who's a vampire, a vampire. Uh, Batman has his Batarang, uh, spelled differently at the time, Batarang, not Bata, B-A-T-A, it's Bat, B-A-T-E-R-A-N-G, uh, and his Bat Gyro, uh, but he, he still doesn't have a gun in that uh, battle with the vampire in 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 detective comics number 32 he uh he has a gun it, it it's not quite what you think but he has to finish off mad monk his his vampire uh nemesis uh and he melts down silver statues forging them into silver bullets and uh fires the gun as at the two vampires while they sleep uh so and and looking at that page right here he is absolutely in these shots you know wielding his gun and 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 shooting it so so again batman has a pistol in his hand is is firing it off and it's i'm going to go back to it. it fits it 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 doesn't not look cool uh in the in the mad monk 
issue he, he <laughs> again the violence i mean this is a really violent he is literally looking over the calf the, the coffin and we're going to put the the pistol at about a, a foot from uh the 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 vampire and his associate who are both in the caskets that the pistol is, is about a foot from both of them and he is just blam he, he he kills he shoots point blank point blank shoots this this vampire so uh, again kind of a especially for the time or maybe not for the time because i wasn't there but it seems like a violent image. So uh, in later editions, when he is uh, using his gun, because uh, on, on the cover to Detective Comics number 33, he has a holster. Uh, he, he is wielding the holster. It is, it is coming off the side of his utility belt. And, uh, you know, in this one, when he shoots the gun down the hallway, it's to blow up a machine. But still, he's firing. He's firing a pistol in this. In uh, in Detective Comics thirty five, and I'll put this on my socials. This is the most obvious giant three quarter Batman shot it, of him with his. Uh, you know, he's crossing his body with the pistol. It's a cool action shot. Batman has the gun, and he. You know, he is uh, he is toting his gun uh, across this three quarter page splash. Uh, <clears throat> but. Other than that image, even though it is so blatant, he doesn't pull it out and use it in the rest of the story. In Detective Comics number 36, Batman uh, is in battle with uh, his, his nemesis, Dr. Hugo Strange, and he does use a gun in this story. He uh, doesn't use it to kill Hugo Strange, but he fires off shots, uh, basically alerting the policeman. Again, use of a gun. In this, it's a uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight panel uh, uh, page, and it's very casually. He's he's basically apprehended his 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 uh, the, the bad guy, and he's casually, very casually. The gesture is very casual of him shooting the gun into the sky. So again, Batman is not necessarily in the, in the same way that I, I suggested that the Captain America movie, where he's just standing in the doorway, just gunning people down. Uh, he does point blank shoot the vampire guy. He shoots the machinery. He's shooting a gun off here, but it is not in the way that, say, the Punisher would wield it. And we've already established it on some of these covers. He's got the holster. So uh, in, in, in Detective Comics 37, uh, <clears throat> he is not using a gun. It is in Det- Detective 38 that Robin bursts through on the cover and he gets his sidekick. And, uh, so now he has a young protege, and there is uh, no gunplay during this time. So, so then we segue, and Batman number one uh, debuts, and he gets his own his own uh, his own feature again. And and in here, we we once again uh, we we see Batman and Robin facing off against mobsters. And he, while, while terribly menacing, there is no gunplay. Back to Detective Comics number 39. And uh, there is no, no guns in Detective 39. The bottom line is that when you begin counting the times that Batman used a gun in these early days, it is a grand total of five times that Batman utilizes, uses, features a firearm. And uh, 
But but this idea that in his earliest incarnations, listen to Brian Azzarola, you know, people need to know he used a gun. He used it very sparingly. And yes, it was a, dom- a, a, a reflection of, of, the, of the pulp platform. And they did have it with him. It was not something that he really utilized in the fashion that I think people remember him as, as utilizing. And, and then we're going to jump and see decades later how Batman featuring a gun was used in the same way that Marvel u- utilized Cap, the, the, the Cap Bucky as having a gun. They utilize it to really, um, you know, grab your attention, the shock and awe, the, ooh, look at Batman, again, heavily featured, just like he is in that three-quarter page splash that I'm talking about where he's got a gun. This, this comes back, and I believe this had tremendous impact, and this sold, this, this sold some books. Other than a few shots of Batman with a rifle or a gun from, from the early days to, to this point that I'm going to take you, it, it, it was, it was uh, not a major feature. Now, certainly in The Dark Knight, uh, Frank Miller's seminal work, which is often celebrated here on this show, I mean, maybe the most celebrated uh, comic book graphic novel that we discuss, and trust me, I was there, it, 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 it turned everything upside down. It changed comic books in a way that I don't think anything before or since has. But in that, of course, he grabs a rifle. He's got a rifle in his hand. There's a great shot of him with the rifle. But maybe that opened the door because in 1987, to follow up on Dark Knight and more importantly, to follow up on the phenomenon of Batman Year One, which we've discussed here as well, uh, that, 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 that Frank wrote and David Mazzuccelli depicted. And so much of that was the basis of the reason uh, of, of the re- recent uh, Rob Pattinson Batman movie. It was a tremendous. Uh, there was just tremendous impact uh, around the, the two punch of Dark Knight and then year one. So Batman gets a, a Batman year two. Uh, part one goes for four parts. Starts in 1987. Mike W. Barr kicks it off. Alan Davis draws uh, the first chapter and, and Todd McFarlane comes in to finish it. And it's spectacular. In in looking back at it, it certainly had uh, it set it had an impact. It was popular. It was sought after. It excited the fan base. the The cover to to Detective Comics, the the first part of Year One, uh, Detective Comics five seventy five. Detective Comics five seventy five has Batman very stoically standing. It's a it's a it's a shot from his waist up, and he is wielding. His, his pistol holding it right in front of him, uh, finger on the trigger, and he has a uh, pistol, a, 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 a holster on his chest. So it's very dramatic looking above his utility, his utility belt. This, this establishes uh, Batman's most recent kind of legacy with the gun, Joe Chill's gun that, that killed his parents. There's a villain called the Reaper in it. There's a mysterious reveal. I do not want to uh, ruin it for you. Todd inks the last chapter, which is really great. You see more of Todd coming out. Alfredo Alcala, one of those incredible finishers, embellishers that I've spoken of, especially on, in recent issues, the, uh, whether it was the Spanish or the Filipino guys who would come in who would really polish young pencilers. He was a li- the, the stuff is good, but it's a little overpowering if, if, if you... Uh, are accustomed to what you now know Todd's work to be seen as, but 
Todd finishes the last chapter. And between Alan Davis and Todd McFarlane, you cannot get a better like art team assigned to this. And and um Alan is at like the peak of his powers. He's about five, six years into the business and just doing tremendous, just tremendous work. It's phenomenal. It's fantastic. And uh Mike W. Barr, who had been writing Batman on the Outsiders, one of my favorite writers from the the 80s not nearly celebrated as much as we should what a what a amazing and sweet guy too i i, I interacted with him as a fan often and he was always really pro- pleasant because i would buy anything that mike w bar wrote and he won the opportunity to do this very clear follow-up to year two and it is all of the imagery is based on all of the imagery to sell this was based on batman wielding a pistol wielding a gun when they did the trade collection. Alan Davis does an even more badass, incredible cover illustration that is even more impressive than this first one with Batman holding the gun on the first chapter. That the trade collection. When you Google Batman Year Two, you're going to get this image first, and it's you know a great, almost a Wolverine grimacing look uh, on on Batman's face. He's his his you know chin is pointed down, and he's got that gun in his hand and on the top one of the Todd McFarlane covers Todd has uh Batman willing the Sith of the villain the Reaper and the gun in the other hand so it's very much playing on the you know shock and awe of Batman with the pistol this was probably the most sensationalized version of Batman with his pistol uh at at, at this time it really was like hey kids have you seen Batman with the gun? Well, here he is. It was very well promoted, and fans at the time were very excited by this prospect. The art is fantastic. The story was great. It was fun. And of course, at one point, one of the villains like basically dares Batman. You can't even shoot that thing. You don't have the guts uh, to wield the firearm. Uh, I, won't, I, won't, I won't ruin the story and how it turns out and what Batman ultimately does with that gun, but this gives like the legend of Batman securing the gun that killed his parents. And then, of course, it coming back to be being actually utilized in his hands as adult Batman against this 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 foe. So, highly recommend checking that out. That is even more so than the Captain America with the pistol stuff. The stuff that really stands out. It's it's largely uh, due to the great imagery that the original Alan Davis shot, the the collected edition shot, and then the Todd McFarlane shot are very powerful. And of course, there's the there's the Todd McFarlane. I think he's even done a statue of it now. It's 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 one of his, uh, you know, it, it, it's there's a version of a favorite a famous cover that Todd did uh, with with the capes. But there's like a two page spread that he takes that cape all the way across double pages. And and I've I've discussed before to fans like myself at the time, it was very much that Todd was utilizing and in the influence of an artist named Marshall Rogers, who I gave an entire podcast to go back and look at the Mar- Marshall Rogers. He is, uh, to my generation, he was on his way to being one of the most breakout uh, artist talents uh, of all time. He did a one-year stint on Detective Comics with inker Terry Austin, and it redefined for a generation how Batman could look until basically eight years later, Frank would then redefine it again. But it was the most exciting Batman prior pre- uh, Frank Miller and and the thing that that Marshall dined out on was this very stylistic depiction of these capes that would whip all around him. He really made the cape a character, and Todd picks up on that and takes that even as 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 far as he can. And in this case, across this double page spread, and it looks great. But Batman with a gun, light cap with a gun, is a startling image. And yet, I would 
debate with you that I think it's cool. I think they both look cool when they are wielding firearms, and there's no good reason why they shouldn't wield firearms in a future story. I think it fits with both characters, given that they don't have, you know, they can't lift cars and throw them. Um, maybe, maybe they've juiced up Cap at this point, but but the Captain America that I was growing up with could not lift a car and throw it. I haven't even seen him pull off that level of of feat in in the MCU editions. So Cap and Bat have their history with pistols, with firearms. Uh, there, there was also, because uh, I know uh, people on this podcast think that I'm going to reference every single uh, time one of these subjects comes up, and I'm not going to do that, but I can see somebody saying, but Rob, you, you missed when Batman had a rifle in, in the Bernie Wrights and Jim Starlin uh, series, The Cult. Yes, he also is, is got a rifle that he's uh, picked up and utilized in that. In in Batman Year One, they they incorporated again in in a year. I'm sorry. In Batman Year Two, they incorporated as part of his costume the 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 the, the, uh, the chest holster. It it's 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 a visual that demands like wow, this is different. And and again by by making it Year Two, you knew that the Batman that you're picking up now, the current Batman 1987 1988 during when this came out was not. So so you're seeing the tale that that when when Batman had the gun and gave it up. But certainly, as we've covered in his early first year of existence, Batman five times utilized, shot a pistol. So that is part of the lore, but he was not a, I would, I would not say he was a gun-toting uh, do-gooder uh, in the same way that the Shadow, who had his double-fist guns mowing down the bad guys or the Phantom, uh, I, I didn't use them in, in, those, in those same capacities. But, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I think I, I'm a guy who has given lots of characters pistols, guns, rifles, whether they're sci-fi editions or you know more more standard uh, the guns that you know the Smith and Wesson and the stuff that you can get at the gun store, like I did. Uh, as I'm looking at all these statues in front of me of Deadpool, even my lady Deadpool uh, is wielding a really cool pistol. All these great statues with with uh, with with Deadpool with guns in his hands. Look, I, I get it, but I don't not think that Batman doesn't look cool doing it. And again, when Chris Evans is bursting through that door with that gun uh, firing off uh, with, with, with the uh, Nick Fury and, and the Howling Commandos, when I, when I went back to reference that and look at this, I mean, there's no arguing how cool that looks. So, hey, we went back, looked at these original incarnations, discussed them, laid them out. Captain America, the classic years, has a very excited Bucky on a, uh, on a very... Uh, uh, controversial panel where again this guy drops uh, what did they say uh, Bucky is definitely carrying some heat on page 184 of the classic years so yeah this was a wild one but it was fun these are fun stories especially Batman year uh, two and the cap when he came back as Bucky Bucky is cap with the pistol great marketing cool images stuff that I think could re- honestly could be revisited again to great effect and 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 maybe maybe coming up they will you never know thank you once again for taking this journey with me for going through history uh, bouncing around i mean we went we went back as far as we've gone back today in the 40s uh i mean th- th- these are some old comics some old scans but thank you as always for 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 uh indulging me and and, and taking this trip uh back through history i, I have so much time <laughs> i have so much fun doing this show and uh examining 
you know, dissecting all these different subjects and characters and uh, pieces of comic books with all of you. And, uh, and I thank you so much for just hanging out with me each and every week. I have got a project that I'm excited to tell you about that launches this week. I have quietly been uh, putting this together. I think I, I think I drew the first page of this new project on Halloween. I had met all my deadlines for the year and had a gap and I filled it at the same time that I was uh, drawing pages for an upcoming Marvel project cable uh, first contact. I decided that I would indulge myself and, and, and do this story and lo and behold, Christmas arrives and, and I'm more than halfway through it. I've, I've found time to continue to, to draw these pages and then the clock, you know, changed. And I said, I think I need to get this to the printer in, in the next 10 days. And the team that I worked alongside, uh, my incredible uh, coloring companions, Jay David Ramos and Juan Fernandez jumped in uh, to do 16 and 11 pages uh, plus cover in, in Juan's case. And then uh, inker Ed Tadeo uh, really came alongside me, helped me get five of the last pages done so I could get it. Uh, it's 28 pages, a brand new story, a brand new uh, continuation of so much of the characters that I love in the extreme universe. You're going to find uh, some of their fates and their future in a project called Last Blood. Last Blood is an absolute labor of love. It was something that I did while watching all of those crime shows Monday through Friday. Just, just, so, you know, just so you know, I watch reruns purposely because I don't have to look up because I've, I'm so familiar with the material because I watched it. Uh, it, it it's just I, I have to have noise on and, and there's not enough podcasts to fill the space. Uh, there's a ton of them, you know, when you get to the playoffs like the NFL or the NBA, but, but um, as, is, as is the case most days, I need to fill that void with cop shows or, or, or Westerns. And, and so I always have those on and that, and, and I will sit and move through my day from the morning to the afternoon and produce a page page, page and a half a day is what I can do, which is why I was able to, to, to put this together and have it in my hands this week of this podcast, which is going to be the week of January 25th. And I'm going to offer this to you only exclusively on my live stream. If, if I had to go through a catalog and solicit it, it wouldn't be getting to you for four months. I'm going to have fresh copies from the printer in my hands of last blood. And if you were a fan of the extreme universe of characters, uh, that, that feature, uh, profit, glory, blood wolf, brigade, blood strike, other assorted characters, you're going to dig this. Uh, I figured it was time for me. If, if, uh, if, if someone's going to tell maybe the end of these characters, it should be me. And it should be me at a period in my life when I really enjoy the work that I'm putting out. I think it's of a certain quality and I didn't want to wait and maybe slip and, and, and not uh, be able to perform at, at, at the highest level. I think I'm doing, you know, really good, solid, um, you know, well, well executed work. And I am thrilled that, that this, uh, this book is coming your way. Here's the caveat. There's actually pages from issue two in the back in the preview section. Uh, that's not of the 28 pages I'm, I'm counting. I actually did issue one uh, last summer and said, this shouldn't be the issue one. This should be the issue two. So after doing more than half of issue two, uh, what was supposed to be issue one, I regulated, reg regulated that to issue two and then 
made this new issue number one. So issue two is already afoot. There's a really great offshoot of this that I've already uh, partnered with a really talented artist to bring you. So this is not just a one shot. This is going to be uh, a family of titles and a, and a uh, maybe a four or five issue series that will eventually be collected. But you're going to want to be uh, at the outset of this. I'm going to reach out and maybe do a retail program so that people can participate. And if you and your store want copies of Last Blood with your own cover, that's a conversation we can have and work out those terms. I, I've worked up kind of, again, a, a retail partner sheet and that, that, that could possibly get your retailer uh, your own set of exclusive books for whatever your store is. Uh, we, I, I am definitely uh, direct to consumer on this. I believe that uh, over, over a 39-year career, I have amassed a tremendous uh, uh, fan fan base and and database of of people who enjoy the work, enjoy these characters, and I very much hope that over these next few months you'll be able to find uh, a copy of this book. They will go live. the The, the plan right now is either on the it's 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 a twenty four hour window, either on the twenty fourth or the twenty fifth, and of course I'll let everyone know on my socials of January of twenty twenty four. I will go live on my whatnot stream and begin to offer the limited editions of these that I have. Each uh, each cover will have a limited edition, and that's how we're going to put it out and make it available to you. There will be a launch night edition, uh, limited to very few copies, and you can follow those details. If you follow me on whatnot, I am on whatnot, a great collectible app. They sell trading cards, toys, uh, sports gear, mem- memorabilia. I mean, they've got jewelry. They've got all sorts of categories, women's wear. I mean, tons of it, but I live in the comic book and collectible space. And on my shows, I offer uh, variant comic books, exclusive covers, uh, signed, remarked, Funko Pops, toys, all of that. I have a Thundercats exclusive that you'll only be able to get from my live stream as well that I did that, that in addition to the cover that, that, that I did for Dynamite that got uh, a lot of run recently. But Last Blood will only be available through my live streams at this time. And I invite you uh, to follow me on whatnot, sign up, follow Rob Liefeld. You'll get an alert of when I'm going to go live. And we are going to have super limited edition launch night issues and then some other variants and get this ball rolling. I am very excited. I am very proud of this work. It is um, possibly my most violent and action-packed depiction, but the story and the situation demands it. Last Blood is coming your way. I hope you take the ride with me. Get on whatnot. Follow me and look forward to uh, to, to getting a copy in your hands. Uh, again, we will launch with a limited launch night edition. Follow me on whatnot and get all the details. You can download whatnot from from the app store. It's uh, and and once you're on it, you're gonna you're gonna start investigating it and going to all other places aside from from wh- wh- whatever you know interaction that we do. But uh, we will be going live one evening. Uh, right now, it's it's planned for the 24th. Could be as late as the 25th, but it's gonna be fun. And I I can't wait to get this into your hands. I'm not showing any preview images or pages i've told people who already follow me that i will flip by the pages really quickly so that you can see them but you no, no screen grabs you have to get a copy and have it to then send shots to uh to the press because i'm not going to give them to you uh, i'm not going to supply them in advance no digital copies no none of that you're gonna have to get the book to experience it 28 brand new full color pages and there's another version of this that i'm very excited to talk talk to you about but it's coming up it'll be along shortly so hey that's the last blood uh, whatnot announcement hype, and I'm happy to share it with you. 
I am all over social media. I'll be there pushing Last Blood as well. I am on the platform formerly known as Twitter X as at Robert Liefeld, R-O-B-E-R-T-L-I-E-F-E-L-D. I've been doing that my whole life. That's why I can say it so fast. Liefeld is a, a name that if you don't think I have to spell that all the time on the phone, you are kidding yourself. Robert Liefeld is my Twitter slash X handle. Follow me on there. I love reading your rep- your, your replies. Our, our comments, our interactions are so fun. And so uh, join me over there at Robert Liefeld on X and Twitter. I will definitely be promoting this and giving you information for how you can get copies uh, on, on Twitter. So give me, give me a follow and, and, and we can connect there. I love, absolutely love interacting with all of you over on that platform. And we do so much uh, interaction over there. One of my favorite social media platforms is Instagram. On Instagram, I'm at Rob Liefeld. I, I should note that on X and on Instagram, I have a blue check that tells you that uh, I am verifiable, also certifiable, but I am verified. I am legit. That is me that you are talking to, not a phony account. The blue check on at Rob Liefeld at Instagram and Robert Liefeld over at X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, Instagram is where I show you pictures of my life, videos. I talk to you guys on there, art, food, uh, family. I, I invite you to join along with me again. Love reading your replies, your mentions, your DMs. Very chatty. Lot going on over there. I've met so many of you over on Instagram. I invite you to follow me, reach out. I'd love to connect with you at Rob Liefeld on Instagram. We have a group. We have a kick-ass group on Facebook. It's called Rob Liefeld Marvel Extreme and Beyond. Rob Liefeld Marvel Extreme and Beyond is the name of the group. It's a Facebook group. Uh, if you if you want to head on over and and sign up, we will be glad to click you on through. Either myself or a gentleman named Terry Sala S A L A. You will know you're in the right place if you see Terry Sala or my name. We are the only administrators of that group. We have great art contests that Terry is constantly running. We share all manner of articles, information, knowledge, conversations. So much of what we talk about here gets extended uh, and discussed over there in that group. Uh, Just a fun group of people, great positive vibes, great interaction. Uh, Again, I, I just know some of the best people and we all get to hang out together. Rob Liefeld, Marvel Extreme and Beyond is the group on Facebook. I look forward to seeing you there. Wow, that is uh that is a mouthful. Um again, just so so glad to hang with you guys. And more than that, I am so thrilled that regularly I get to share uh the the amazing interactions that you are giving me directly through the reviews that you leave on the Apple platform when you guys uh leave reviews for the show and they help us so much expand uh, the reach and 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 the impact of the show. Uh, at least that's what the people at Apple tell me. <laughs> they, they 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 say it's great. These reviews are great. You are um, you know, always um, it it just absolutely helps elevate the platform. And today, uh, from the Acts of Time, the Acts of Time, that is the name of the handle. Uh, gives us five stars. Reads excellent. Again, he he left this over on the Apple uh, platform. He says an upbeat and entertainment. Sorry, an upbeat and entertaining peek behind the curtain of the comic book world with one of the best artists to ever do it. Rob's enthusiasm and knowledge are on full display here. Whether you're a diehard collector, a casual fan, or just a curious listener, this podcast is a pure delight. Here is to many more episodes and many more Reese's Big Cups. You get it, Acts of Time. Thank you so much for the kind words. Thank you. I'm so thankful that you listen and that you enjoy it. And uh, it's, it's guys like you that make this. Uh, 
just so worthwhile uh, in, in regards to, 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 to getting out and, and, and making each and every one of these episodes. Thank you, the acts of time. Thank you for that five-star review. Thank you for the kind words. Thank you. And I hope that you continue to listen. We are not going anywhere. You guys know uh, that when you leave a review, I will read it uh, m- mostly at the end of the show. Sometimes I'm, I'm popping up uh, b- before or maybe in the middle, but, but you, can, you can always find it uh, if we have the time. I, I, I get these off and share them at the end. So thank you very much for taking the time to actually, you know, on your iPhone, on your computer, whatever, uh, hit those keys and type that review. I thank you so very much. I mention often here that uh, I have kids. You know, I've, I've raised three adult children. My, my wife and I, together, Joy and I, we have just had the best time. But whether it's friends, uh, family, kids, we all, we all, you know, we all struggle. We all have a hard time. And so I'm always... Uh, uh, just kind of assuming that you're going through the same stuff that I'm going through and you're struggling, uh, you know, and, 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 and our mental and, and spiritual and physical and emotional beings, uh, it, it's a part of us. And, and I want, I want you to be in a good place. And, uh, I just wish that for you. I'm not a doctor. I can't give you any advice, but the best advice that I've been given in the past is just to rest, relax, you know, step away from the grind. We're all in it every day. This stuff is tough out there. The world is tough. We're in a crazy, crazy election year. When I went and saw the Eagles a couple weeks ago, first thing Don Henley said to us when he took the stage, lead singer of the Eagles, he said, Happy New Year. And he said, uh, Buckle up. It's going to be a crazy one. And everybody roared because, again, we're in election year. It's going to be crazy. I am hoping that you can get off the grind, get away. Uh, and and I, 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 I know that my heart and, and, and soul and, and, my entire self just soars when I spend time with my family, with my friends over meals. Uh, you know, we went out for my daughter's birthday. She loves Din Tai Fung, this killer dumpling um, house, and uh, just just fantastic. We just had the very best time as a family over so much food. We brought home so much food. Uh, but whether it's the local diner, the coffee shop, get away with your friends, your family. Uh, hey, man, I was I was I was called out. Like, are we really out of? <laughs> DiGiorno pizzas to my wife the other night because man, I just had a hankering for a home cooked pizza. Just love, love those. The, the frozen food section gets a lot of play in the Liefeld house as well. So uh, don't even get me started. And you thought it was just Reese's Big Cups that I was hung up on. Have a great meal. Have some great time. Read a great book, a great comic book, graphic novel. Watch a show that you've been meaning to watch. Um, catch up. Get in that recliner, that beanbag, that sofa chair, and just take that time to relax. That is my wish for you. I hope that you are doing so very well. And if you're going through a tough time, share it with your buddies, share it with your friends. Uh, people want to help. People want to reach out. They want to help carry your burdens for you. Uh, so, so a fist bump, boom, right through the mic, wishing you all the very best. Please come back, see me again, swing around. I'm going nowhere. <laughs> I just said I'm going nowhere. I'm going nowhere. And I hope to uh, connect with you again because and this is a necessity. We most certainly, absolutely, and inevitably will talk again real soon. Mm-hmm.